I don't like two things, David Montgomery getting hurt and COVID. against the Chicago Bears. It is wet, it is chilly, and it is windy at Soldier Field in Chicago. And the fans who are here are bundled up. Good afternoon again, everyone. I'm Dick Stockton. Bears preseason continues as our beloved are now three quarters of the way through the preseason. I watched the game on Saturday night against the 49ers at home. Dan, I assume you watched it too, and I think we need to give our version of the recap of preseason game three. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, you know, it's great. Game three is when the starters come out to shine, get a little brush off the dust a little bit off their cacks. Uh, So pregame, though, let's cover that first, because obviously a lot of weird shit going down. So, you know, immediately the broadcast was weird when Dick Stockton uh, was going through his intro, was very rambly. And every time he said the word 49ers, Jim Miller would just chime in with, nice. Did you catch that? Did you happen to catch it or you, you recorded it? I don't I, remember. I, yeah, I, I skipped through it. So, no, thank you. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for filling me in. So, it wasn't until like late in the first quarter that it became very clear that Jim is keeping his streak alive of being confused of the opposing team name. Uh, he believes that they're the 69ers. So, uh, you know, Jim, look at somehow he got bigger for the first uh, three games. Is he Impossible. okay? Is he all right? I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, what led sports center was the, uh, the pregame, the national anthem when uh, Nick Bosa, opted out of joining his teammates and taking a knee during the national anthem. Yeah, obviously that was, that was a weird moment. He threw on a MAGA hat and then began throwing a collection of uh, medical grade COVID masks into a nearby trash can. I don't even know why he was standing that close to a trash can, but you know, as if that wasn't weird enough, then the camera panned up to a suite showing uh, ex-Bears coach Mike Ditka, Brian Urlacher, and for some reason Lou Holtz was there, and they were holding each other and weeping during that <laughs> moment. It just felt like a bit much. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it it seemed a little a little staged, you might say, right? Like they're they're trying to prove a point, but yeah, I I was uncomfortable with it personally. I was very uncomfortable. Well, you know, embarrassing moment for them and the Bears, I guess. You just lump us all into one, but. You know, it is what it is. All right, so first half was, uh, you know, it was nice to see Nagy finally playing the starters, but as we know, uh, I was disappointed to see Mitch and Big Dick Nick uh, combined to throw for three pick sixes. Pick sixes? That's hard to say when you've had a few hams. Uh, but there were, you know, only seven completions the whole half, all to Tariq Cohen for a total of one yard, so... 
you know, we're continuing to see that trend of Tariq catching a ball and immediately running to the sideline out of just straight fear. Obviously, we had a, a Big Ten representative from one of our teams in this game, uh, ex-Gopher uh, quarterback Marquise Gray, who is now playing tight end for the, the 49ers slash 69ers. He uh, probably won't make the team, but he did uh, block a 15-yard uh, Santos field goal attempt, so good for him. And then, obviously, at the end of the first half, Robbie Gold just rubbing salt all over our wounds and did a rare triple doink, but somehow it went in. Can you call it a doink if it goes in? Hmm. I don't know that you can. No? Well, no. he hit somehow hit both uprights and the crossbar and it went in and then he did that suck it move at the end you know what i'm talking about is that what you call it okay yeah but but yeah that was you know that was about the only highlights for the first half real rough a lot of maga stuff lou holtz i don't know what he was doing there but uh what do you got for halftime yeah, well, you were talking about Robbie Gold, so that's a good segue. You know, of course, the Bears are celebrating their one-year anniversary of Eddie Pinheiro winning the kicking derby in which he beat out about 20 scrubs to earn the job in Chicago, right? So to celebrate this, the Bears invited runner-up Elliot Fry to press the flesh with the brass at midfield during halftime. I don't know if you caught any of this, Dan, but um, no. You, you no, missed I missed it. it, yeah. Well, Elliot, he came out, he... He waved to whoever was wandering Soldier Field at the time, and he, he made his way to a smiling Virginia McCaskey, who, who's still in a full-body cast after her red panda uni, <laughs> unicycle injury. Uh, when all of a sudden the camera cut away and you saw a golf cart zooming north onto the field, and if you squinted, you could make out a clearly drunk Paul Edinger. You remember Paul, right? The former Bears kicker with the goofy backward windup, right? You you remember yeah, that guy, Dan? Yeah, of course. Dan? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, Paul's golf cart kept picking up speed, and you could tell something was wrong with the brakes. And he had a look of panic on his face as he was headed right toward Elliott and Virginia, and he was probably clocking about 27 miles an hour. But then you saw Paul dive out of the cart, and then you saw Elliott scurry out of the way with about a second to spare, but... Unfortunately, Virginia was still in the golf cart's path. <laughs> you could see her try to jump at the last minute, but the body cast is really heavy. So the cart made contact with her feet. It flung her in the air toward the north end zone, and you saw her headed toward the uprights. And the wind seemed to be going a little bit east to west, and she clanked off the left upright, and then she fell toward the crossbar, and she made contact again, and finally dropping to the turf right in front of the goalpost with a thud. And the paramedics rushed to check on her. She's fine. She's fine, everybody. I, I checked on it earlier today. She might need some fresh plaster on parts of her body cast, but, but that cast probably did save her life. And it was, it was very dramatic. It delayed the start of the second half a bit, but um, I'm surprised you didn't catch any of that, Dan. I'm, I'm, it must have just slipped past your radar since you haven't been on Twitter for a while. You know, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to see a almost 100-year-old get some serious air enough that a golf cart can clip her feet while she's in air. So yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look that up through TikTok or something. I don't know where yeah. to find it. 
Yeah, it's out there on, on one of the one of the I think it's on the dark web. So uh, it's a critical third preseason game, like you said, which you, you said, you know, the starters were uh, were playing for most of the game. They were still out for the start of the second half. But for some reason, Nagy had Mitch and, and, and Nick Foles take alternate snaps during all the third quarter drives, which is probably not going to get the team much confidence, of course, on the offensive side of the ball. But also not giving him confidence was the sight of offensive coordinator Bill Lazor being seen on the San Francisco sideline playing Where Did I Hide the Bone with Zoe, the 49ers emotional support therapy dog. <laughs> uh, just inappropriate, Bill. Just what so are you doing, man? So inappropriate. But anyway, the backups hit the field in the fourth, and the game ended on a successful screen pass from third-string quarterback C.J. Beathard to former Bears wide receiver Kevin White when he stiff-armed rookie safety Kendall Vildor, and he ran for 80 yards. 49ers win. Bears are 1-2, and two, but the good news is it seems like most people are, most of the Bears guys that, that we know and love are, are healthy as a horse heading into the fourth and final preseason game. So, you know, not all is lost, I would say. Yeah, you don't win championships in the preseason, but... Boy, I hope Virginia's okay. Why do they keep Cartner out on the field? I don't know. I th- yeah, they're they're playing with fire a bit. What what's Georgia up to? Do you think COVID? It's probably uh, up in Arlington Heights, scouting areas to put a stadium right in the middle of a neighborhood. Good point. That that's probably exactly what's going on. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about how the Bears are shaping up heading into week one here in a week and a half. Thank you for listening to preseason recap game three. Jimmy Garoppolo, Fox Born Stars. And somewhere in these halls, there are team pictures. (sighs) I don't like it, Bill. Coming up on this week's Zero Joinks. Oh, man, the Bears are so close to week one at Detroit. We're a week and a half out. Has Nagy made his choice for starting quarterback in week one? We'll tell you all of the latest news because we do nothing if not break red-hot news here on Zero Doinks. We will also dig deep into the two first place baseball teams in Chicago. Things are red hot. That is Hams and Ted. We're going to visit Ohio this week for fans and eggs for a fan segment. It's a great interview. Stay tuned. Things are red hot. And we will give you an update on sports gambling in the state of Illinois on Hams and Bread. And Rick Fieldsman will give you all of his winners on Hams and Spreads. Plus much, much more on this week's Zero Dunks coming at you every week from now on. We love you. Zero Dunks. 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 We are back. We are on a weekly basis so get addicted if you are not already every tuesday night slash wednesday very early in the morning you should get some fresh doinks all up in your ears all in your brain and your nose maybe 
if you're that kind of person. Mons? Snow? Mons, Mons, yeah. Hi, Dan. I'm looking at you right now. You're wearing a Gray Balls jersey. You look hot. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. I don't feel hot. I feel very cool because my bare shoulders, bears are just hanging out in my basement next to the fat rabbit. We're all doing great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you look amazing. You got a bull's hat. You're obviously celebrating the uh, the recent number four draft pick lottery luck that the that the bulls have. So great job. Way to represent the city of Chicago. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, let's talk some bears. We're a week and a half out from week one at Detroit. The Bears recently had a scrimmage at Soldier Field. No fans, of course, but the media was there. There was kind of a scrimmage. Anything stand out to you and or the media about the Bears? Yes, both. The media seemed, I guess they didn't seem upset. They definitely made it seem like it was weird. The biggest takeaway seemed to be how mismanaged it kind of was by Nagy, especially on the offensive side, and how choppy it would be of, you know, here's a third and 11. And uh, I guess it wasn't, I'm going backwards. It'd be like Mitch would throw a 20 yard completion and be like, all right, now it's third and 11. And I think Mitch at least, and I think Foles both complained about it as well. So that seemed to be the biggest takeaway of the day is the quarterbacks were rough and Nagy, like what the fuck is Nagy doing running this scrimmage this way? Yeah. Yeah. The, he loves a good script, I guess. He's like a, he's a regular Stephen King. Hard to say. Is right? he a script guy? He's a I don't think so. Book guy. Yeah, who's a, yeah. Who's a good script guy? Like a, I have no idea. Frank Darabont. The he writes a lot of Stephen King stuff for film, including Shawshank Redemption. I forget you're a big Stephen King guy. I'm not questioning that. That sounds like a name he made up. And if you did that to trick I know me, I might have. I I might have fucked up his last name big time, but after the scrimmage um, into this week, this we're recording this on Tuesday night, um, Nagy still refusing to name a week one starter, at least, I don't know until when, but certainly not until game week at the very least, right? How do you feel about that? It, I think he chalked it up as gamesmanship, right? Like, we don't want to tip our hand to the Lions, a question for you, Bill, are the Lions scripting the way they're running their defense or preparing differently for Foles opposed to Mitch? They can't be, right? I mean, the the main criticism actually about Matt Patricicka is that he just, he plays his defense. He doesn't care who the quarterback is, right? So I think that answers your question very clearly. He doesn't give a fuck. He, he doesn't give a fuck. Honestly, I think Nagy just doesn't know, and he's playing, like, I don't know if he doesn't want these two guys to feel bad or kill their confidence to be like, you both suck. Nobody's taken the job yet. I mean, I'd like to put their feet to the fire and be like, yeah, they both haven't proven that they could take this job. It seems like Mitch is doing the same old shit that he's, he's been up to, even though he's been working with this QB guru. And Foles just hasn't done enough to prove that he's head and shoulders above Mitch. So I think he's just buying himself some time, but, you know, twisting into gamesmanship. And I everyone's making fun of him, right? Like, it just seems like a joke in the local media. 
and there's <laughs> it's not like you're it's not like Mitch is your your the guy who's gonna kill you with your legs. Foles is gonna kill you with his dick. It's uh it's it's the same shitty quarterback. So I don't know. It's just it's just a joke. It's just the same running joke for the Bears quarterbacks. It it is. I think yeah. The consensus is everybody feels like our quarterbacks just stink, including. You mentioned off air that the athletic had a stock report about, I don't know if it was every team in the NFL, but uh, was the consensus about the bears. Is it mostly quarterback driven? I hesitate to even ask. I didn't read it. Yeah. So let's, let's start with the bad. It was only bears. It was Adam, Adam, let me use mm. your Johns and Kevin, let's go fishbane. Um, so the falling, it was a rising, falling, and status quo. The falling, the first two were Mitch and Nick Foles. Oh, God. And it was just more of the same, you know, they're just they're just not, it just not impressive at all. The missing throws. Mitch, I, what stuck out to me, and it's not just those two guys. If you read, like, we do, and Biggs, it's all the same. They're all saying the same things. So it makes me believe that it's true. Mm-hmm. That Mitch is still sailing passes, still throwing Ugh. terrible interceptions, and Foles is doing a lot of checkdowns. That seems to be Nagy's biggest. So what 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 are you doing, Nick? Like, you got a big dick, just let it rip, baby. So he had those two guys as the top two people falling in the stock report, which is uh, not good. You have any thoughts on that? Um, it it makes me sad. Like I. I'd love to be like, oh no, the media is just overly negative. No, I, I learned my lesson after after last year's camp when when I made fun of Dan Weederer for <laughs> setting the national stage about Mitch not looking good, thinking, oh that what the fuck does Dan Weederer know? Well, turns out unfortunately he was right on the money. His observations were so. I'm more disappointed probably in Foles for looking so shitty. Why Why is he Shane Matthews all of a sudden? Like, I know he doesn't have, like, the biggest arm in the world outside of the, the third leg that's dripping down his inner thigh. But what – well, I don't know. Does he suck? Does he suck worse than we realized? I think – I mean, there's a reason he's bounced around so much and that Jacksonville was so willing to get rid of him with, you know, Gardner Minshew, who's okay. I mean, he looks good in jorts, but outside of that, I don't know that he's actually, like, a – real starting quarterback this just bums me out even more that the bears didn't take a flyer on a quarterback to at least have a guy who's coming in completely fresh maybe a project to at least be you know it makes me think of russell wilson when he came into seattle his rookie year right who who did they sign they signed the guy from matt flynn matt flynn and they also had a guy uh, i should know this uh, but they had two guys in front of him. He came as a third quarterback, and they just came in there like, whoa, this guy's there's something to it. So the Bears didn't he didn't even take a flyer. We're still doing the Tyler Bray shit. But to not have the foresight that, like, maybe Nick Foles isn't the answer is frustrating. But, you know, same, same old Bears. Good defense, shitty quarterbacks. But let's go, let's go on to the other guys on the falling stock report. Eddie Panero is the third one listed. He just hasn't kicked. He hasn't kicked a ball. Yeah, Nobody's hurt. seen him kick. So I have a question. Why are we keeping him then? Are we so locked in that he's the guy of the future that we're just going to hang on to him? 
We're going to hang on to two kickers. Mm. What sense does that make? Yeah, it's a little weird. Although, admittedly, I'm a little unclear with the like how the rosters shape up on on game day in COVID times. Have they adjusted? Like, maybe we're allowed to keep a few more guys active than normal. I don't yes. know. I, that's my theory. That is true. I think they've expanded the practice squad roster. What was it, 10 before? Does that sound right? I think it's Yeah, it went from 5 to 10, and then is it even more now? I think it's 16 this year. Okay, okay. But couldn't we use another hmm. body outside of a kick? Like, couldn't we just pull a guy off the street if Eddie Pinero can't kick? Like, why are we so locked into him? I I don't hate Eddie, but it's not like... It's not like he's fucking Robbie Gold, right? right. The triple doink guy yes. from a last preseason game. You know, it's – I don't know. It just sticks out there just like we're definitely going to carry two kickers this year, one on the practice squad. It just makes me think, why? Yeah, it's a little obnoxious for sure. I'm with you. Who else was uh, falling or was that was that it? No, there's a few more. Uh, Rashard, Rashad Coward. Sounds like he might be completely mm. on his way out because Jermaine Effedi, awesome name. I don't know how to say it. He apparently is getting all of the reps. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, but Coward might That's stay fun. on the team because he can play every position on the line. Uh, Kevin Tolliver is a guy there that's mm. not getting any reps. Buster Screen has been the guy who's stepped in for him. Um, yeah. Burns, who's the guy who tore his... Oh, uh, Artie yeah. Burns, yeah. Artie mm-hmm. Burns. So the minute, so Tolliver would have been the easy sub there. Jalen Johnson's still not... Is he not practiced at all? I don't. I feel like he, he has... He did early, maybe, maybe inconsistently. Yeah. Yeah. They make it sound like he, they're keeping him out because of his off-season surgery. Okay. So... Um, so Buster Screen's getting a lot of time at cornerback, which sounds bad for Kevin Tolliver. Jesper Horstead is was the last Ooh. one on the falling list. Ah, that makes had, me sad. Yeah, and you know what's funny is the write-up had nothing to do with him. It's just literally everyone else in that tight end room has been better, which is a good transition mm-hmm. to the rising group because the top two guys are Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. Whoop. Like, they continue to... Uh, praise these tight ends, which seems unfair to me if they're actually if they actually suck. Because this is I'm 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 getting a little a little randy over these tight ends now. <laughs> the way that they hype them up, and even the Bears like social media uh, has is putting videos together of these guys being cocky as shit. So if they turn out that they suck, like. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be physically hurt because I'm actually buying in now. Uh, yeah. I, we will, we'll find Adam Johns. And what would you do with Adam Johns? Like if you saw him and you wanted to exact a little revenge on him for his, his tight end hype, like what would you, what would you do? What would Dan Dunks do to him? Well, first of all, I'd use his John and I'd probably do an upper decker. You're familiar with those, right? <laughs> Not personally, but I've heard of them. Yeah, I have too. Um, that's probably it. I, I got no, I got no beef with those guys. They, they seem alright. It's not just those two. Like the, the media yeah. all seems in line. Weeder is the same way. Brad Biggs. I don't think I've read anything where he's not uh, taking a shit somewhere uh, <laughs> on the grass outside of Hallis Hall. But they all seem to be in, uh, in agreement that those that tight end group has greatly improved. 
it, are they like legitimately good or is it so much better that we just we just don't know what a good tight end group looks like that's what i don't yeah. know yeah i think that yeah to be determined of course but that could be part of it too right it's the we're we've gone from ben baronica and his yeah. and his stupid hands that don't really exist i know you love him i apologize I do, so- he is a great blocker apparently according to you but he couldn't catch the flu yeah good good point but he's you know, uh, speaking of good blocker, they mentioned uh, status quo is Demetrius Harris, who I think our friend Ira mentioned as well. Apparently, yeah. he's holding his own as a really good blocker, and he's going to be the third tight end. So, okay, uh, is what it I'm is. Cool, All okay. right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few other notables rising. Bilal Nichols, Roy Robertson, Harris, Law Firm. Um, those two guys have stuck out. I mean, those two guys, I think, Roy Robertson, Harris, like, He's in a contract year. Like, he's going to get paid. That dude's a stud, and you wouldn't know it unless you watch Bears games, right? Like, he's always in the backfield. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the one that that you hope makes up for the loss of Eddie Goldman, and, and same with Nichols, of course. But, yeah, he is – that dude's a beast. I'll be curious to see what more snaps does for him. Will yeah. he be the same guy? Well, yeah, I don't know. But I'm I I'm interested in and, – and, Ryan Pace gets shit on a lot. He deserves a lot of kudos. That's an undrafted free agent right there. Yeah, I mean that's where that's Pace's get him third round or later. He's he's in good shape. Anything before that, oh boy. But I think Nichols <laughs> Nichols is officially the guy who's going to take over for Goldman, right? I yes, think Roy correct. Roy Robertson Harris Law Firm uh, takes over. I think he's the backup to both guys, but specifically Hicks. I think he comes in yeah. for Hicks. Uh, when he needs a breather, but uh, Buster Screens, a guy they mentioned, he's another one who's looked really good. Javon Wims, another guy that, ooh, that I think ooh, all right. Adam Johns uh, or Fishbane, maybe both of them kind of predicted that he would be uh, odd man out. Like maybe he'd be cut. He wouldn't even make the roster, but he just continues to produce. And it's hard not to like that guy. I know. It feels like anytime I... he's in, he, he actually does well. So it's, I mean, maybe he deserves a little bit more, uh, a little bit more action. He may, yeah. I I like him. I I like Ridley, Ridley both. Like I'd love them both to make the team. And actually, probably the best thing that could come out of Montgomery getting hurt is CPAP moving <laughs> probably into a running back role exclusively, at least for a couple weeks. Might um, might win both of them a job. I would think, right? It clears it clears yeah. at least one roster space for them. I think so. Uh... Yeah, what a, what a pa- CPAP? Sorry, ladies. Are we officially moving him to running back. What's what's the word there? I feel like I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have without Montgomery getting injured, but but it did seem like he was spending more time in the running back room than than not. Actually, I don't know. I'm basing that off of probably one tweet from three weeks ago. Okay, that's fair. Um, so two, two more guys that were mentioned, we can skip through them quickly. Darnell Mooney, the, the rookie wide receiver. They said he just looks fast, just looks different. He looks different. Like one of those guys you watch him, you're like, Whoa, this guy's got some serious speed. Nice. If I remember right, he had some concerns about a lot of drop passes, right? Like that's That's why he was (laughs) not a big deal. (laughs) Not a big deal. If you're a receiver. Uh, the other the other one's James Daniels. They said he's Ooh, like slimmed good. down a lot and he looks locked in. So 
That's good. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. There were a few other Ridley. Ridley was a guy they mentioned as status quo, like just not good, not bad, just flying under the radar. Um, I can't, I can't lose Ridley Ridley out of my life just because no. I like that no. name. Um, the other guy we're talking about, we were given praise to pace for the late round guys. Uh, Travis Gibson, they said was a guy yeah. who looks real raw. Like he doesn't really, it, it almost sounded like he doesn't really know how to fit in yet. I think they're, they've changed him up a bit. I think was he a, uh, hand in the dirt kind of guy. And now they get him standing <laughs> up and they have him behind James, take my Vodders to the prom. So I don't know that he's uh, – I don't know if he'll make the team or not. He's got to be a practice squad guy. Okay, so he's not – might not be ready for the active roster week one. All right. right, that's that's fair, I suppose. That would be a little disappointing, I guess, being that we traded up for him. I don't think – we didn't trade much for him, but he's a guy that clearly the scouts and pace targeted. But to be determined, yeah, I think you mentioned after the draft, don't trust a guy named Trevis. Yeah, I'm not a Travis guy. I've known a couple guys named Travis. Trouble. All of them. <laughs> Troublemakers. That's okay. I'm going to go with that. I've never met a Travis, but maybe that's it's up to me to expand my sphere. Um, all right, so we mentioned David Montgomery's injury. Last episode, we assumed it was worse than it ended up being, which is great news. He should be back, hopefully. I mean, miraculously, he could be week one, but that's doubtful but he should be back week two, three at, at, at the worst. Um, but in the meantime, will the Bears shop for uh, a running back? As of this recording, I don't think Leonard Fournette has – I totally fucked up his name. Fournette I mean, uh, has it. been picked up. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, he's still out there, right? I know he wasn't claimed, but I don't think anybody has signed him after the claiming period went over. Done? No, I think it was, yeah, I think it was uh, middle of the afternoon, two or three o'clock was the deadline for someone to pick him up and pay him $4 million, which I think the, I heard the bears have 16 million open in cap space this year. Is that right? Uh, that seems high, but I, I did think it was at least eight, but I, I'll okay. be honest, i not a big capologist guy. Well, what are we doing with all that open cap space for this year? Like, Oh, I think uh, medical bills for Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Do they need a new insurance plan? I mean, I one of my roommates is an insurance <laughs> broker. I'm sure they could help him out with that. that I mean... Yes. I, I, everyone's everyone predicted that Fournette would go pass through waivers. What do we say? Pass through waivers. Yeah. So he's it's fine. How does that work? Explain it to me. You used to work in the Bears world. How does that it's work? Once I you knew get... that I knew the old capologist. I was. I, Did I, you? I wasn't quite roommates with him. He was a good guy. Cliff Stein, great guy. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, if somebody were to have claimed him in the past 48 hours, they would have owed $4.5 million that was left on his guaranteed deal from from his original uh, contract with Jacksonville. However, that's why he wasn't claimed. So somebody, I think it's been estimated he'll sign for between like 1.75 and 2.5 somewhere for probably a one-year flyer. I would take that flyer, especially if you have $12 million in cap space. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Well, 
so do, do uh, what's the what's that do to the cap for the Jags then? Is it just is there dead think, money on the cap? Yes, then? my assumption is is four dead money. I think if or... yes, four and a half million. I think if yeah, if the Bears were to have claimed him, I think the Bears are on the hook for that four point five because they didn't. That money's still owed to Fournette wow. by Jacksonville. I'm sure they are thrilled okay. with that. Well, that makes sense why they were actively trying to trade him. Why yes. I don't understand. I mean that that Jacksonville could be a whole nother podcast in itself, and how mismanaged that organization is, and they've just all of their top picks have shuffled their way out of that amazing, a beautiful city of Jacksonville. That stadium right around the prison, and all of the bail bondsmen's there. Bail bondsmen's? Nope. It sounded right. Sense. I liked um, it. Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Great show. What was the wife's name? She just died. Uh, She did. What was her name? She She had like a name like Lady or something. Oh, maybe. She, may she rest in peace. However, she looked like a catcher's mitt. They always are like trying to convert people while they had them in like cuffs, like find Jesus, yeah. find Jesus. And those people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into Jesus now. Be cool. Those <laughs> right. people weren't going, they weren't, they no. weren't getting Jesus up at all. Okay. No. Any Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely take a flyer on him with the bears until this recent news today that you and I just talked about mm. off air. Indeed. Uh, Alvin Kamara is maybe not happy because Taysom Hill has been paid a billion dollars for being a backup and he stinks at everything. (laughs) Maybe not life. He might be a good guy, but Alvin Kamara unhappy bears. Yes. Make it happen. How do we make that happen? Bill? Uh, Well, I feel like was Ryan Pace there when they – no, he wasn't, was he? When they drafted him, I think he was a first-year Bears GM. But regardless, he certainly still has contacts in the Saints front office. Let's make a deal. I would love it because he could – I mean, you could play him all three downs, can't you? Whether or not he's he's in the backfield or not, that dude is ridiculous. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he just seems – he's like he's like Tariq Cohen, but actually – good <laughs> that wasn't nice i don't have beef with tariq cohen but he's like a better version of tariq cohen right and but he can yeah. play every down and he can run between the tackles yep i think that's the biggest hang up with fournette that he's a more of like a downfield runner which probably isn't a great thing for this current bears offense right out of the shotgun that just probably it might not work but for the Bears at this point, fuck it. You gotta, you gotta try something here. I, yeah. I'm no way confident that a gimpy David Montgomery may or may not play Week One. Are we riding in with Ryan All Week One right now? Right now we are. <laughs> Does that make sense for Ryan Pace? Who I, I'm shocked he's not just he. He needs to be on the phone right now. That dude's yeah. on the hot seat. Yeah. All right. I, what do you have to I, yeah. lose? I suspect that if the Bears were to lose out uh, with Fournette, it would be it wouldn't be without an effort. That would be I'd be surprised if we were not involved. And I think and and surprisingly, I 
I did not back this up with any research on my own because, again, not big research <laughs> guys here on Zero Dunks. But he caught, I think he caught like seventy passes last year. I don't think, I don't think he he had a ton of yards necessarily, but he does have decent hands out of the backfield. That's not his main skill, of course, but. Um, probably a lot of checkdowns, which might be perfect for Nick Foles, apparently, right? Right, right. So, no, I would, I mean, yeah, he, you could not play him and Montgomery at the same time. You could play Kamara and Montgomery at the same time. I, I'm fine with either. The, the more talent, the better. You're right. Pace and Nagy should both feel like there's some heat under their chins. And this goes back to, I think, did we discuss this on air? This is a, like a baseball thing with GMs. Like, why wouldn't you just say you're in on everybody? Yeah. Right? Like, why wouldn't you want it to come up? And be like, yes, we've had conversations about Leonard Fournette. Yes, we've had discussions about Kamara. Then the Kamara thing's totally out of left field. We're not. Yeah. Like, no. that news is super fresh as of Tuesday night, and we're just making shit up. But... <laughs> He but probably just would, signed an extension, you know, as we're talking yeah, about this. it could be. But why couldn't you, like, why wouldn't you as a GM just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing my job and putting out feelers for, for this guy or that guy. And I feel Ooh. like that doesn't happen a lot. Ooh, I want to feel oh. your prostate. Oh. <laughs> but, I can't imagine how many feelers you would put out if you were a general manager in the NFL. Every, I, 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 <laughs> I'm I'm taking all phone calls. That's my thing. That's my, you know, I don't understand why they're like, you know, the Cubs for years, it's Theo's not interested in Bryce Harper and not Machado. Like that was a Rick Hahn thing. Like, are they in on Machado or not? It's like, just come out and say, we fucking want that guy. Like we're yeah. in, we're in. Yeah. Cause that way your fan base knows you're fucking trying. And if it doesn't fucking work try. out, it's because of something else. And yes. it sounds like Leonard Fournette wants to go to the Rams because uh, he's boys with Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There seems to be some locker room concerns with Fournette, but there's no way you're you're telling me that I'm not taking uh, Jacksonville's word for it that that some guy is a locker room cancer because they clearly have actual problems. And it probably is Doug Marone and who's the uh, the old man who was the GM there for years. Uh, Coughlin. Oh, yeah. Coughlin. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the problem. It's not necessarily the players. It's Coughlin's Coughlin time. Not Lombardi time. Coughlin time. You show up on time for team pictures. If you don't show up, you're fined. You're suspended. So the Fournette stuff, I don't believe that he might be an asshole. He might be, but aren't they all kind of assholes to a certain extent? Sure. But if he wants to go to the Rams and you know that Ryan Pace, he would be – he'd put himself in a better spot if he made it known that he was trying to get him. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's – it's yeah, you got Ryan Nall, you got, you got Tariq Cohen, you got CPAP, you got – Artivis Pierce, the undrafted free agent. I think he's also a beaver from Oregon State. A lot of I, beavers in that Bears uh, running back room. Too many beavers. That Artavius Pierce guy seems like he's getting a little bit of hype from the media. They seem to like him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's supposedly very fast, just like you in high school. 
But Ryan Nall, I I read an article today. I think it was another Adam Johns or Fish fan about how Ryan Nall was like almost seemed better suited as a fullback. It's like, oh boy, that's not. It's not making me feel better. No, he's a big dude. Like he, you know, but but not like he's tall. He's not built like your typical uh, Mike Allstat. What's he doing right now, do you think? Think he's available? Yeah. Uh, I actually, he's coaching high school football in Michigan, I believe. Hmm. I did see this not too long ago. And his son, okay. his son went to Purdue as a quarterback and then transferred to like a Mac school, something. Wow, big okay. research guys here. Big Huge research. research guys. We have a lot. We have the inside scoop. We've got Elvin Kamara on the Bears going into week one. That'd be great. If it happens, you heard it here first on yep. Zero Dunks. Dan, a pleasure as always wrapping up some Bears chatter. Zero Bears. Dunks. Get better, Virginia. We love you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Oh, that is a fresh hams. That, was that must mean only one thing. It is fans and eggs time with Frank in Ohio. We've been in Indiana. We've been in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Montana. We're with Frank, also known as at Grease Tank on Instagram. And I think Twitter, same handle. Frank, how you doing tonight, buddy? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, friends. Oh, it is so good to have you. Where are you at in Ohio? I'm uh I'm in Browns country. I'm in Berea, which is okay. uh, just, just outside Cleveland. But um, yeah, I, I drive past the Browns facility every day on my way to work. Nice. And you work very early. Yeah, you're like you're staying up tonight with us super late. So apologies to you for your Thursday morning grogginess. Uh, no need to apologize. Like I said, nothing. Uh, a couple of sips of hams can't uh, <laughs> fix in the morning. So. I love it. Now you, you and our uh, last week's guest, Brian in Montana, you're like the two biggest Hams fan that we've talked to so far. So we were talking a little bit off the air that that it, it seems to be that you're running out of Hams options, though they're not selling it as much around your house anymore. Is that accurate? Yeah, I um, I'm my way home from work. I knew how to pick up some Hams for this. Uh, podcast interview i feel like it'd be the most appropriate and i stopped at four different 
gas stations, nothing. And uh, I, I had to go a little bit out of town to find some, but it was well worth the drive. Uh, now, forgive me here. I probably should know this. What What is Grease Tank? Grease Tank is a nickname I picked up in college. Yes. Uh, the The origin's kind of lame. It um, we, we were playing a card game, and we all had to come up with nicknames. And you couldn't come up with your own nickname, and someone assigned that uh, to me. And it just kind of stuck from there, ironically, you know, but I've just took it and run with it. And now it's, now it's everywhere. Now everyone knows me as that it's yeah, it's, it's, it's grease tank. I love it. I love it. That's, it's a, it could be way worse. It could be like pickle dick or something. Grease tank is pretty badass. Yes. I'm very fortunate that um, it it is very flattering. (laughs) It, well, and did you, do you have your own business called Grease Tank Racing? Is that accurate? I'm just trying to piece stuff together from social media. That's correct. I uh, Earlier this year, I started uh, my own unofficial official racing team for uh, for uh, Grease Tank Racing. Uh, I like to race uh, SCCA, Sports Car Club of America, Rallycross. And uh, I race my uh, Ford Transit Connect van which is a very unorthodox vehicle to race in these types of things. Usually you see like Mazda Miatas, Subarus and stuff like that. But then you see me rolling in with a sliding door, no windowed van. And you know what? People love it. I love it. And um, Grease Tank Racing is here and it's and it's stronger than ever. Now, you're legitimately racing on a track. This sounds more like a demolition derby setup here with a van and a Miata. But you're like... How fast are you going? Speeds aren't aren't that high. Uh, I say no higher than about forty miles an hour. But uh, it, it's a coned course. Uh, you're not racing alongside anyone, so you don't really see much damage. But they 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 time you from beginning to end. If you hit cones, you get time penalties, all that stuff. Oh, okay. So, so it's all about time. It's all about you know your your total time, how many penalties, and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it's you know I, I tried it once a year ago and got a lot of weird looks with the van, but I've been doing it ever <laughs> since and I'm I'm hooked. You have a lot of like uh, a paint job on that van, like a good grease tank look to it. It it actually is a one off. I I can't find this anymore. It's, the box looked like it was from the '80s. It was it's um, teal brush strokes on the side of the vans and it, honestly it looks like one of those taco bell uh cups from you know from, from the late 80s early 90s so yep. i just took that ran with it and just been everything i add to it i put a spoiler on the back i got a tow hook on the front it's all that matching teal that's awesome i love it it's magical and i think yeah the logo for your company i believe has a mullet on it is that accurate that is correct. the 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 letter G in uh, Grease Tank Racing has a nice mullet on it, which uh, very, very, very affixes to the character, to the owner, to the founder, to the driver, and everything. I do have a mullet myself. I, I wish you yes. can see it right now, but that's awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm painting a picture in my imagination, and it's it's very large, so to speak. <laughs> I can I can only imagine what's going through your mind right now. <laughs> It's hard to say. It is hard to say. So, gentlemen like you, you are a lover of hams. We established that. But Absolutely. you're a lover of Chicago sports and the Bears specifically. How in the world did that happen? I actually was born and raised in Chicago. A yes. little, 
little little city called Park Ridge. Yep. Right, right, right outside the airport. Uh, every thirty seconds, a plane flew over my house. It, it was like white noise to me. You Maine uh, West guy then? Nope, Maine South, sir. Maine South. Okay, all right. Uh, so then, so you played, you played high school ball, and then you played. I see you played at Ferris State in that Michigan. Is, is that accurate? Okay. What position did you play? I uh, came in as an offensive lineman. Um, by my senior year, you switched me to defensive lineman. Saw probably six plays my entire career, but I averaged one tackle every six plays because I got a half there a tackle go. in those plays. Hey, that's that counts. That counts. Nicely done. Where is Ferris State exactly? Ferris State is in Big Rapids, Michigan, which is also known as the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the well, and you mentioned in some of our correspondence before before this episode that you played with a former Illini or maybe a current Illini assistant coach on your team. Is that accurate? That is correct. Uh, yeah, Dylan's a good friend of mine. He um, he he is he's a current he's a current coach at U of I right now. Um, he's, he's worked his way to the top very quickly. He, uh, once he graduated, um, coached at Ferris for a little bit, had a stand at Western Kentucky and moved his way on up to the big 10. And I can't be more proud of him. Um, I was looking too at like former Ferris state football players that are currently on NFL rosters. And I saw there are six, six Ferris state guys that, I don't know if they're, you know, if it's if it's training camp rosters or if they're going to all make the 53 or whatever, but that's that's unbelievable. Did you play with any guys that are currently on NFL rosters? Yeah, I, I've played with all of them and a lot of them uh, I keep in touch with. Um I I I'm blessed and you know more more than proud of all every single one of them. One actually had had a had a stint with the Browns, and he was my neighbor for the last seven months before uh, before he moved on to a different team. So Frank, a few things that that I love about the cut of your jib, like you remind me of Dan Doinks actually. And looking at and I'm just basing this off of Instagram, like your your love for denim, your love for jorts, your love for mullets, your love for hams, your love for celebrating like excessively on the 4th of July, if not, you know, just completely randomly. Like it is amazing. You are basically Dan Doinks. And I think you might actually be because we can't see your face right now. We just see a map of Ohio, which is beautiful this time of night. I think you and Dan Doinks, you might be twins and somebody's just fucking with me right now. Well, I tell you right now, Dan looks a heck of a lot better than I do, and uh, and uh, I'm flattered for you to say that. But yeah, the uh, you know a, a lot of people say, "Hey, I like your lifestyle. I like your uh, I like your phase and everything." I was like, "It's not a phase. I I'm very comfortable in my denim. I'm very comfortable with the way I rock my hair. I'm very comfortable with how much I love my country. Fourth of July is my favorite holiday over Christmas, over my birthday, over Halloween, over everything combined. It's it's such a fantastic holiday. I will I will go out of my way to spend countless amounts of money on food, drink, music, fireworks, whatever it takes to just celebrate this country's birthday. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Dan used to I don't know if you started it or if you were just part of the party, Dan. The we had a jean shorts jamboree every. I think it was around Fourth of July every year, where yeah. you had to wear like your best pair of jorts and and just get weird with it. It was it was awesome. And then unfortunately, not unfortunately, we had children. You know, no offense <laughs> to our kids, but the days of jorts kind of went away. Although we could always bring them back. 
Yeah, well, I currently right now I don't have any kids, so uh, if you need someone to take that torch and uh, you know continue that tradition, I'd be more than happy to. I, I throw, <laughs> yeah, I still throw on the jorts every now and then for my wife to see if she's impressed. And spoiler alert, she is never impressed because those milky thighs do not do it for. Her. <laughs> well, well, I've been very fortunate. My fiance and I met. We're both rocking the very matching <laughs> denim jackets. Yes. And, um, and then we took our uh, engagement photos, rocking very matching <laughs> denim shirts and denim, uh, or just regular jeans, I should say. But and, and that was all, that was all her idea. That was, I'm, I'm fully in on it, and you know, there's a reason why we're we're getting married. So she That's, sounds like a keeper for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would expect nothing less from someone nicknamed Grease Tank. That is <laughs> <That's> magical. <right. laughs> What is what does she think of Zero Doing? Because I'm sure she's a big listener. Uh, she um, uh, she might she, she might be a first time listener come come the next <laughs> few weeks. And there you, you know go. you know I'll be brutally honest with you. Um, this is probably going to be the fourth episode I'll listen to. I, I don't I only heard of you guys a couple weeks ago, but I, I was sold from episode one. And you know I can't I can't wait to get as many people as I can onto this and. I'm happy to spread the word around about this. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, Frank. No, we that's appreciate probably, it, That's probably a good transition. Why don't we talk a little Bears? How are you feeling about this year's team? Honestly, I, I just want Mitch to do well for the sake of Mitch. And a, a great a great thing about living here is he played ball here in high school. And so every time I go somewhere and I'm rocking my bear stuff, they always, they always got to tell everyone has a story about Mitch. You know, I, I used to see Mitch all the time. I, I hung out with Mitch a little while ago, all this stuff. If, apparently Mitch was so popular around here. Everyone was his best friend. So, so if he does good, I, I do well. The state of Ohio does well because apparently there apparently there's no hate for the bears in Brown's country. And, and I'm very happy about that. Oh man, the sound of a fresh hams from I was gonna say Sandusky, Ohio. Are you by Sandusky, Ohio? I shouldn't like, say that name. It's like forty five minutes away. Forty five. That's wait. That's the home of Callahan Auto Parts, though, right? That is. That's correct. Yeah, but I know you were like th- thinking of Jerry Sandusky, Bill. And that was yeah, Sorry gross of that. you. That was very, <laughs> gross. very very gross. Um. All right, so Frank or Grease Tank, I don't know what you are called more often, but I love both. Um, I could see on Instagram you're a huge Slayer guy. Are you, is that like your go to metal band? Are there any other metal bands that you're super into? Tell us about this. Oh, yeah. Um, I got into metal when I was, uh, what was it? I think I was 10 years old. Uh, the first, first CD I put in was my older brother's. It was, uh, Korn, uh, Korn got me into the heavy stuff. Uh, I believe it was the issues album. Uh, I don't know if you know anything off that. Um, so, so Korn got, Korn got me into it. Um, you know, Slayer, Slipknot, uh, obviously things like Metallica, Megadeth, all, all the popular ones and everything like that. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's great stuff to lift to great stuff to, you know, pregame to. Uh, pre-game, obviously before partying, before playing, before lifting and everything like that. Uh, it, it, it's good stuff. And a lot of my friends think I'm insane because I'll I'll put on, you know, some kill switch engage and do some homework or something like that or read a book. And they're like, what the hell are you like? It's, it sounds like you're <laughs> sacrificing people in your head right now. 
but you're doing calculus. I don't get it. <laughs> you're a, a mysterious. You're a mysterious man, Grease Tank. I love every second of it. I I, I actually have seen Corn live. I saw them at a St. Louis uh, car racing track in about 2003. They they were sandwiched in between Kid Rock and Metallica, and oh, I. Wow, what a lineup! What a weird show. Let me tell you that it was good at the time for my age. If I did it now, I would definitely die. Frank, are you a Sox fan, Cubs fan, none of the above? Where where do your other Chicago allegiances lie? White Sox, definitely. Yes. Um, I, I, I used to have a pure hatred for the Cubs, but now I only hate the fans. But I do respect the team. <laughs> Once again, Bill, we get a, nothing but Sox fans on here. I don't know that starting to feel like it's not a coincidence. Every time we, I thought a Park Ridge guy, at least I it was in a maybe going to be close to a Cubs fan here, but no dice. But we won't yeah, hold it against you, Frank. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely in the minority coming from Park Ridge being a Sox fan, but um, I don't know something something about going down to the South Side. Everyone there, whether it be the 5,000 people on a Saturday afternoon or a, or a fully loaded night game, you know, it's, you know, they're there to watch the game. They're there for baseball. You, you go down to Wrigleyville, it's, it, it's like a big bar and there just happens to be sports in the background. And, <laughs> that, and that's just not for me. I, I neglected to say uh, with Ferris State, so I was looking at your conference, I did see that there's somebody in Ferris State's conference that's located in Hammond, Indiana. So when if you visited that school, would you jump off the bus and go to the Horseshoe Casino? You know what? I'm trying to figure out what that school is. I don't think they have a football team. Oh, oh, that's disappointing. I think it's like one of the Purdue, like it's a Purdue. Yeah, it, it's like Purdue other. Northwestern or something like that. They yeah. recently were just allowed into the GLIAC. But now that you brought up the GLIAC, your uh, your favorite tight end that was recently released was a former GLIAC player. Oh, Adam Shaheen. How about it? Ashland University. And uh, when fun story when 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 he got drafted in the uh very generous second round uh the highlight the highlight they showed was him breaking for like a 60 yard touchdown run that was against ferris (laughs) (laughs) well then can we blame you for uh tricking ryan pace into thinking he's worth the second round pick you could, but I mean, I was graduated by the time he made that run. I, I I was a year out of it. I hate Adam Shaheen with a passion, so I need someone to blame. So I'm sorry, Frank. You're gonna get a little. You're gonna get some shrapnel off of this one. Go go ahead. Just put all the blame on me. Who's the Who's uh, the biggest rival of Ferris State? Grand Valley State. I hate them now too. Yeah, there are. Um... There are, there are rivals, you know, straight down 131. They're they're known as like the Grand Rapids team, even though they're in some stupid boofoo town called Ellendale. Uh, Brian Kelly, the uh, you know famous Ugh. famous Notre Dame coach, coached there for Gross. a while, gave him a ton of money. They, they they have all this money and fancy stuff and whatever, and they haven't beat us in five years. And I I, I hate him more than anything. We do too. We now do. We are we are with you. We yeah. We pick sides, and we're with Frank. We're yep, we're fair state all the way. We're allowed to swear on this podcast, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Fuck well, Grand Valley. Fuck Grand Valley <laughs> to the fucking fuck moon, you Grand Valley. Bunch fuck of them. cunts there. Bunch of cunts. Frank, this has been a pleasure, man. This has been awesome. We appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us, and absolutely, I you know I can't thank you enough for having me on. 
I, I love you guys. I, I, you know, if I'm ever in the area, I'm going to track you down, dump a, dump a case of hams all over you guys and, and, <laughs> and, and we'll drink until, and, until we get tired of drinking. I, I can't yeah. wait for it. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure we will all be in denim, hundred percent denim. Oh, if you're not in denim, we're fighting. So, <laughs> <laughs> could find you at Grease Tank if uh, if you want an awesome follow. Frank is Frank is wonderful. Find him; he's a good dude. Thanks again, Frank. Appreciate it, Frank from Ohio. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you too. Here we go. Hams, 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 and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Hams and Ted. Hams and Ted. Here we go. Baseball talk for you sons of bitches. Bill, I feel like I should not lead this off because your socks are still red hot. Give us how you're feeling. Oh, they came into today all alone in first place in the AL Central, but recent news breaking here on Tuesday night uh, exposed them? No, they're tied for first. <laughs> they, they lost to the Twins, and Cleveland won, so they are tied for first still in the AL Central. That's okay. So today when we entered today that sounded very sexual um both the cubs and the white Sox were in first place all alone for the first time since 2008 and only the second time since like 1918 or something crazy how is that possible that's insane i had no idea that's absolutely crazy yeah stupid it's stupid so no the Sox are playing great they um They've won two walk-off games recently, Luis Luis Roberts, and I'm too many hams, and uh, Grandal, Dan Doink's favorite catcher in all of the leagues, uh, he hit a game-winning homer recently as well, but that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm so sick of talking about how great the Sox are. I want to know what the Cubs did at the trade deadline. They were flipping. They were flopping. They were doing lots of things. To what end, Dan Doing? So are they going to win it all this year? They didn't do anything sexy. It felt like they made three to four moves of guys I have never heard of, except for Jose Martinez, who used to play for the Cardinals, who I hated. I think I have that right. Um, no, they didn't do much. Sox didn't do much either, right? Lance Lynn, no. I think, was like, the guy I heard late listening to the radio, Clevenger would have been a guy who was like the sexiest maybe pitcher, but Cleveland wasn't trading. They weren't trading him to the Sox. No, no way. No chance. No chance. And Lance, I was talking to a co-owner of Bear Force One Fantasy Football. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that in the outro. Uh, Jack Doinks, who's a huge White Sox fan, and we were both like, it's fine that the Sox didn't leverage the future for Lance Lynn. He's like 350 pounds. I I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Let me just solidify that. I, as a Cubs fan, we faced Lance Lynn a lot. He does not scare you as an, as an opposing team. He's not that good. So I would have given up absolutely nothing for Lance Lynn, that fat fuck. Um, <laughs> so Cubs, <laughs> 
Cubs, uh, as you mentioned, first place. They still are shaky at best. Chatwood seems to be hurt, but Quintana's back. Um, I don't know. They're just, it's all in their hitting as well. Bryant's back. I mean, they really need to get him going, but Cubs were the first team Monday night. No, Sunday? Yeah, they didn't play yesterday as we're recording this. Sunday, they were the first team to have every outfielder hit two two home runs in one game, Ooh. which was sexy. That included Jason Hayward, who wow. still continues to be awesome. And Cubs fans love to mention that he has better stats than Mike Trout, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> I don't blame Cubs fans for that at all, actually. That's that that's no. amazing. Is Mike Trout having a shit year? Honestly, I've not followed Joe Madden's Angels. He's not had a shit year as far as I know. I know he had a baby, so he was out for a period of time, but it's his uh like not not war, but like WRC plus all of those stats that I don't know I don't know what they mean, but Sharmov Sharmavara from the Athletic loves going into length about stats that require uh, they require that you have four years of a plus level fucking calculus that doesn't make any sense to me so nope uh, yeah cubs socks first place i think uh, major league baseball i sent over to you today had mm, a yes. post on instagram that we would both be the three seed if the season ended today yes. but they deleted it so was that wrong i'm not gonna i'm not gonna verify yeah, no, that would be exciting, right? They had the the Sox playing the Yankees, and they had the Cubs playing the Cardinals, right? Is yeah, that accurate? Right. Yep, Ooh, that's right. And you and a no. lot of your friends would have a big, big issue with that. Well, the Cubs are undefeated against the Cardinals in the playoffs, so really wouldn't make a difference. Really wouldn't matter. They would just beat the shit out of those Cardinal fucks again. So. Yadi Molina loves uh, COVID. He had an Instagram post where he was like taunting COVID in a in a room full of huh. people. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. I don't know why Cardinals fans defend him, but he's a piece of shit. Uh, how about his brother Benji? And is is his brother that actual like dog Benji that like with like a full blown catcher's outfit and the yeah. mask and everything? Yeah, that's right. Like the real long mustache that you'd maybe see in Wildford Brimley and Cocoon. Yes. There were, three, <laughs> there were three Molinas, I think, at one point, right? Baseball? Or is that a band? The three Molinas. <laughs> I wouldn't I download that up. shit. I wouldn't either. But uh, anyway, Cubs first place, Sox first place. We got to be feeling pretty good. Really good. Yeah. Even with the loss tonight with the Sox against the Twins, I just didn't want them to get swept. So we're ahead of schedule. They were down <laughs> 4 nothing last night, and I was a little panicky, and then they won. Thanks to yeah. Louis Robert. So life's good. Life's good as a Chicago baseball fan right now for well, sure. Well, the Indians, they're not that good, and they just got rid no. of their best pitcher, right? Yes. So you got to feel pretty good about that, right? 
Yeah, Sox are going to the playoffs. If they don't, then then Ricky Renteria should for real be fired because something went horribly wrong. And the Cubs should be in the playoffs too. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be an awesomely weird October here on Zero Doinks with Hams and Ted. That's for fucking sure. But I can't wait to dive even deeper into it each and every episode, even during Bears season, because we know we got some baseball fans that are all ears. I love it. Thanks, Bill. Baseball. Thank you. Baseball talk coming up next, not to be confused with Hams and Ted. It's Hams and Bread. Zero doings. If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero Doinks. Yes. Yes. Zero Doinks. Yes. Go. Zero Doinks. Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go. Yes. Go. Kick it in. Hams and bread. Let's go. Welcome back to Zero Doinks, America's favorite sports gambling segment. It is Hams and Bread with Hams and Spreads built right in the middle of the segment for everybody's enjoyment featuring Rick Fieldsman. He will have his third iteration, iteration, iteration of such things. That'll be amazing. But first, Dan Doinks and I want to talk about the latest online sports book that's been approved in the state of Illinois Welcome to the Lana Lincoln fan duel. How do you feel about it, Dan Doinks? Another one that just came out of the clouds. They're just like, yep, we're open. Here we go. Throw us some cash. I, my initial thoughts don't, I like the fan duel app. I love the way it looks. I don't love, I don't love what they have. I don't love the fan duel site. What are your thoughts? I don't feel like they have as much on there as, oh, as okay. DraftKings. I don't. There's not as much available. Even depositing money is seems difficult for me. So for some reason, I'm having a lot of issues like connecting with my bank. You know, things like that. Like I just want to give you my money. Just take it. Yeah. And I don't know if you're if you're having similar issues. Uh, they have some good promos, like these odds boosts that are pretty awesome. And or um, DraftKings has almost the same, if not similar, shit. That, but I, I can we agree that this is an amazing time to be gambling because oh. all of these sites are just giving us free money, and we're gonna it's lose amazing. it all. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not oblivious to to understand that they're just giving us money. They give it to us so we can give it back to them immediately. <laughs> I get it, I absolutely get it, but it still feels great. What are you? What are your initial thoughts on FanDuel? Oh no, it's like I'm so excited about where we are in life right now in the state of Illinois with with legal sports gambling. We went from went from Rivers, which was like 
you know, an absolute dead corpse on the side of the road that we accepted because it was the only thing we had. Like, it's like, okay, here's your lunch. You have a dead corpse or you have nothing. What would you like to eat? Okay, I'll have the dead corpse. That's fine. And now we have a delicatessen of options, a a spread that we just can get weird with. Not hams and spreads, but a spread of food between both FanDuel and DraftKings. So, uh, to answer your question, <laughs> FanDuel, <laughs> it's fine. Like, I don't find it better than DraftKings. I don't love the look of it. It seems a little quirky. Um, like you said, like, I've I've had more tech issues with that app than, than DraftKings. However, it's so much better than BetRivers.com that I feel bad for even complaining. And, yes, they gave us... They give us what Bears plus twelve and a half at the Lions for plus a hundred, right? So yeah, even even, even money. money, I mean that's amazing. They called it the Pat McAfee special. Kind of weird. Yeah, he might have some. I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. But FanDuel came back. Jesus Christ! I keep mixing up the two. DraftKings came back with after that Bears plus twelve. They went Chiefs plus 101 <laughs> for next so week. Good. It's like, I know. And I like the numbers. Like, 101, what are we doing here? Why not just make it 1,000 plus 1,000? Like, right. it's it's great. They're Like I said, they're giving us free money. But I'm with you. Here's the two things. Here's here's one thing I like about FanDuel. If you're if you have an iPhone, you can just use your face ID or what do you call that uh, to like log in and that's it. You're done. It, you're I think you, I think you call it your dick. Like you're gonna show it your dick. You just show your dick. But like, but DraftKings they make <laughs> they like send you a code. Do I unless, unless I don't know how to turn this off? They send you a text code to put yes. in every time you log in. And even if you're on the app for a while, they're like, yeah, we're gonna need that code again. We need a new code. Right. right. I, I mean, yeah. I would love to just show you my dick draft kings, like Phil said, and let's just call it a day. But that that part of it's very, like, finicky that I don't like, but that's literally it. FanDuel otherwise, like, they don't want to take my money. They want me to jump through hoops. They're giving me bears plus 12 and a half, which that one could lose. Yeah, it could. Not Not no-brainer money. Yeah. Chiefs plus 101, I'm pretty sure that's covering. So I I think there's two more uh two more coming to Illinois. There's points bet, yes. which I think is attached to the OTBs, uh, specific I think Arlington Racetrack, the OTBs in Oak Brook and a few others. And then I think Barstool has one through Penn National which is going to be through the Joliet or Aurora Casino. So there's going to be yes. so many more that's just going to give us free monies. Free monies. I know. Competition is great for idiots like you and I. It's fantastic. Keep giving us all of your free money so we can give it right back to you plus some of our actual monies. We are totally fine with it. Let's get weird. I've been on a wild ride on DraftKings up and down, up and down, up and down. And I love every minute of it. It is fantastic because every time I think I'm out, 
All of a sudden, something gets boosted. Here's $10. Try to make a run. And I make a fucking run, and I love it. But that's a good segue to the expert sharp that you and I both know and occasionally love, Rick Fieldsman. He's back with hams and spreads this week with three winners. He's 4-2 and two so far. 1-1 one and one on his uh, printing money's pick of the week. So... Do we dock him for that, or do we just respect the four and two? We're good with four and two. Yep, we're good. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Fieldsman, here he comes with three hot picks. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. My dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. <laughs> All right, doinkers. Welcome back to Hams and Spreads. If you caught up with us last week, you would know we went 2-1-1, which means we're 4-2 and on the season. We're giving you all the monies. We're printing it. Keep coming back. I'm going to give you the winners. With that, let's go right away to the first pick. Hams and Spreads, pick one. All right, this is a special edition of Hams and Spreads because we are doing all college football this Labor Day weekend. I think all the games are on Saturday, September 5th. Not sure, check your local listings, but we're starting off September 5th at noon where we got the Middle Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders versus the Army. Don't blame us for Bison Riley Black Knights. And it's going to be a heck of a doozy. The spread on this game is Army by three and a half points. And if I know anything about Army, it's from the halls of Montezuma to the lands of Tripoli. They're going to be coming to winning. And if you thought Tennessee was in the middle of nowhere, Middle Tennessee is truly in the middle of nowhere. Army's ready. They've been in quarantine. They're ready to get some aggression now. Three and a half points. We're given the points. Three and a half. Let's go to the next pick. pick two. All right, Saturday, that same September 5th, we are going with the next college football game. The Southern might as well face it. You're addicted to Methodist Mustangs facing off against Texas State Bobcats in the cradle. This is going to be quite the barn burner. I don't know much about SMU, but every time I see them on the ticker, they got some big points. The over-under is 70, and I am riding that over. SMU's got some players on their team and so does texas state they like to score touchdowns we're going over 70 we're printing monies and that brings us in to the third pick let's see who we got hams and spreads pick three printing monies pick of the week printing monies pick of the week is brought to you by e-learning 
Kids haven't watched enough TV since quarantine? Well, get ready to stare into the void for eternity. E-learning, just kill me. All right, for this last game, we got Arkansas State Red Chicago Wolves versus the Memphis Tigers. And that game is 7 p.m. on Saturday, September 5th. We have an over-under of 72. That's too many points. <laughs> We're going to go ahead with the under 72. And we are printing monies. <laughs> and that does it for you. Uh, I hope you guys like that. And as always... Have a good one at the windows. <laughs> and this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Hams and spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about those three? Very interesting choices, Dan. There's so much confidence in the way that he gives those picks out that I don't think there's any way they could lose. Yeah. Are we worried at all about Rick? Does he have a gambling problem? I've seen his balance that I don't think he's intended to show us in screenshots. He's pushing out some monies that... Yeah. Might be concerning for someone who lives in a shithole in East Chicago. Are you worried? I'm worried. I'm concerned. I will say uh, I'm not quite worried yet because I know that he is he's hitting more than he's missing. But um, but I know that he's saving up for those thumbs. Right? He's made it pretty clear that part of his logic here is to is to raise a lot of monies uh, to get back into society on a, on a good note. So I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Dan? I'm not confident in that, but if you tell me it's okay, I'll believe you, Bill. So some of this burden I'm shifting onto you. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I have I have broad shoulders, I have weak knees, and I love all the free monies that all of the sports books are trying to throw our way this summer and fall in the state of Illinois. It's fa- it's a great time. Illinois is back. Things are hot. The Bears are almost back. We can almost wager on the NFL. That is fantastic. Dan, it's a pleasure spending hams and, um, where are we at? Hams and bread with you and hams and spreads with you as well. Do you have any thoughts to leave us and our audience with? Great time to be alive outside of uh, COVID, political unrest, social justice, problems but gambling is in full effect in illinois and i'm not mad about it at all (laughs) at all no this is kind of what we were dreaming about when the state of illinois approved it right this is this is pretty amazing it literally could not be better (laughs) i know (laughs) in terms of gambling honestly like there's so much competition 
it could not be better. And it's, yeah. I feel like all, like for the last three or four weeks, our weekends have been filled with, holy shit, check out this free monies that they're giving us. Like Clippers plus 99. Oh, you want the Lakers plus 81? Here you go. Just, just keep it cool. Like 50 bucks. Just yeah, 50 bucks. Oh, wait, you want the Bears plus 1,000? Okay, here you go. Just, you know, maybe 50 bucks here and there. Just keep it cool, mm-hmm. man. Just be cool. So, yep. yes, thank you, JB, for finally doing the right thing. I know people are upset with you about masks, <laughs> but thank you for gambling. Yes, thank you, JB, for gambling. You look very weird in a mask, so if people are upset at you for your giant face looking strange under a mask i guess i guess i understand in some ways i I do i do as well the puffy coats we've talked about the puffy yeah he's a puffy vest guy yeah what was the deal with him with the toilets he was like shifting toilets out of his house you know yeah yep you know what i'm talking about yeah some something to do with property tax and there's toilets here there's a golden shower there yeah i don't i didn't follow it much not a big yeah catch up on on local politics guy probably should but uh yeah there were toilets involved i do remember that yeah and let's call it what it is like i shit on the maga stuff a bit here and there jb's not exactly a clean whistle nope (laughs) what do i want to say he's not exactly like on the up and up either they all suck let's be honest but jb gave us gambling so for that he's a saint saint jb saint jb he gave us gambling saint jb the king or the saint of edibles also so thank you for the legal edibles probably we may have occasionally partook taken hard to say thank Uh, you i don't know not a big not a big grammar guy. Thank you, JB. God bless you. Thank ya. you. We'll forgive your fat face covered in a, in a giant a giant eagle that I think is on the state of Illinois flag. Hard to say, not a big flag guy. But this has been Hams and Bread and Hams and Spreads. Dan, I love you. God bless the state of Illinois and illegal sports gambling. Spread those parlays. Oh, man, what a great episode. We are going to wrap this puppy up in a mask? Possibly. Hard to say. Dan, I think you might have a few questions. You you hinted towards something. I'm unsure. Lay it on me. All right, I got a couple weird questions for you. The first one, uh, I'll make it easy. Uh, Kentucky Derby's this weekend. Mm, okay. Are you a horse racing guy? <laughs> I probably could have pushed this into hams and bread. You bet on horses. Are you a horse racing guy at all? So I definitely have wagered. I've actually gone out of my way to wager on the Kentucky Derby before. 
perhaps with Kristen Doinks uh, to the place used to be called the Foundry, I believe, in Aurora, that where they know TB. Um, so I am by no means an expert. I've been to Arlington Park, future home of the Chicago Bears, according to Brian Hanley. And can't wait to talk about that when we're 50 years old on Zero Doinks. <laughs> talk about week one uh, <laughs> at Arlington Park. Uh, no. I mean, yes. Do I wager on an occasion? Yes. Do I know anything about it? No. Do you bet on the horse that just dropped deuces <laughs> all over the sand? Maybe. I used to actually go to harness racing with Rick Fieldsman in high school. We used to drink beer and uh, <laughs> and bet on harness racing. That's true. How about yourself? No. I find the guys who are like hardcore horse racing guys to be fat, fascinating and pathetic. Like, yeah. Scary. Yeah. My question, are they always into the horse itself or is the jockey Ooh. involved in gambling or wagering on these? So I'm going to speak for Rick Fieldsman here because I do remember this, this very specifically. He was a big bet on the jockey guy. He did a lot of jockey research Okay, okay, let me stop, yeah, let me stop you there. How does yeah. one do jockey research? So you got to buy one of those booklets and you got to look at <laughs> you got to you got to first of all assume that all of those things are correct, right? In those in those like who's typing those things out? That's a that's a yeah, question I want to know I'm, the answer I'm, to, right? Honestly, I'm legitimately fascinated by all of it and and from like a very weary eye of oh this is a really pathetic thing all of it like who's the guy typing up stats and write-ups for jockeys and horses yeah yeah who's, so that's that's my experience weird, though it's a weird yeah. world i don't understand at all and i know these horses cost a shitload of money like there's money yeah. in it how do you get into that like that's also very weird i don't i don't like, understand yeah yeah, I don't understand the dynamics of all of it. And, and this always pops up during the Derby, which I know is usually early May because uh, Jordan Doinks and I got married on the day that they had the Derby and a few people didn't come because they went to the Derby instead. Ooh. And there may be hurt feelings still from one of the two of us that will remain nameless, not me. But, uh, okay, I got another horse question for you. I played golf in Oak Brook on Sunday at the Oak Brook Golf Club. Have you ever been out there? I know of it, but I've never played there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so I saw a sign as I was driving in that said the driving range was closed because they were having a polo contest. Hmm. Have you ever watched polo before? I have not uh, in the flesh. I have not on the telly. I have seen photos of polo, and I've worn many a polo also throughout my life. You? How about you? Uh, no, neither. I watched a little bit of it as I was. It was very close to every hole we were playing on, and I made many jokes about how I'm going to hit one of my terrible shots and hit a horse. I came within. 10 feet of hitting a horse that was tied up to a trailer. Mm. And that horse stared me down as I picked up my ball because 
it was laying on a tee box of the next hole, just to give you an idea of how bad this shot was. Weird, like there were a lot of fancy looking people there to watch dudes on horses hitting a ball with a mallet. How does that work? Like, I don't understand no. this at all. And the, there was an announcer as well. He sounded like kind of like an auctioneer. And he was referring to what I think would be quarters as chuckles, which that caught my ear, like chuckles, fourth chuckle, Hmm. fourth chuckle, third chuckle. No, no, you seem like a polo guy. That's why I ask. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. No, the the only time I've really ridden a horse was when um, I got – Somebody won an auction to hang out with John Elway, and I just jumped on his back. But outside of that, no, not a not a huge horse guy. I like it, it's a majestic animal. It's very muscular, unlike myself. Um, a lot of stirrups involved in polo. In polo, right? I think is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you've never ridden a horse. I, I no, I have um, okay, not okay. well, but that was like it's been a long time. That was like I think fifth grade out here in the western suburbs of Chicago. You would typically typically too many hams go to White Pines, which I don't remember where that is in Illinois, and you'd stay overnight. You'd like there was a cafeteria. I just I remember being very hungry, and then somebody put me on top of a horse, and I was very scared. <laughs> And then I think there was molasses, and maybe somebody made a <laughs> a horseshoe or lit a fire. I don't know. I was I was incredibly awkward as a fifth grader. I I'm sure you would believe that. This is this is the greatest description ever. This is like <laughs> I don't know. There was a horse. There was a cafeteria. There was a fire. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I God, not a camper. Like, do not, do not make me stay in a room with other people. Like, I've, I've had, I've stayed in a hostel before because I was, I was made to on uh, Super Bowl in Miami with the Bears, dude. <laughs> and I, I may have shared a bed with the owner of our fantasy Saints, Ben Doinks. I may have locked legs drunkenly. On Saturday night before the Bears lost to the Colts. Um, outside of that, like, I don't want to share a roof with people outside of my family. And then sometimes I don't want to share a roof with them either. You're not a big outdoors guy. You're no. big like, hey, let's go. Let's go ride a horse for fun guy. When was the last time you you settled up on top of a uh, an equine? Okay. Is that a real word? That's, too, that's, that's not in vocabulary. Uh, yeah, no, I'm an avid indoorsman for sure. I have had to be around horses for this, uh, I, which I, we've previously discussed, um, mm. Indian princess in Indiana was the last time. So was that last fall, last fall. Ooh. So yeah. Are you off the hook with COVID? By the way, yeah. this year, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. thank you, whoever bit that bat in China. Sorry, not sorry. I would have had three in that shit this year. So Ooh. sorry, 
not sorry. Um, no, I'm really sad for my daughters. Anyway, James Waters. Uh, that's probably enough horse talk. Do we want to talk about fantasy football? We had our draft tonight. How are you feeling about things? We did. Um, you were in a Zoom that I was not in because I have a co-owner and we were very serious about winning the 2020-2021 Super Bowl. So we were focused. We were barely drinking. And um, apparently there's a lot of shit talked about Bear Force One in your Zoom, which I find flattering because you're all scared of us. I love our team. You're chasing us. We have the best winning percentage in the history of our league. Go fuck yourself. No, everybody comes, else. It absolutely comes out of fear and jealousy for sure. We were, you were the mysterious team that we didn't know what you were doing. You were holding on to a lot of auction cash late, so we were all making predictions of who you were waiting for. <laughs> um, but no, you, we. I don't know about a lot of shit talk. I think yeah, you were getting fine. some misinformation. Um, but we missed we missed your jokes. I know. Um, I didn't good. love it. I didn't. I didn't lo- like. So we ran it just to give the audience a bit of context here. We usually have an amazing. We do an auction style. It's it's fantastic. We usually do it in person with the overwhelming majority of the league. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It usually takes way too long. This year, for many a reason, of course, we did it all on CBS's website. It was very efficient. It was like two hours. So that was the good news. Bad news. I feel like we all missed out on a great night. You definitely did by not joining yeah. the Zoom, and that was but yeah. it was a different feel all around. But uh, it felt a little more normal to do fantasy football, but still not the same to do it all in our respective homes. But yeah, we got to bring back Bears Fantasy Corner. Yep. Can we just do that? Let's do that next week. Yep. That's a next promise. week it will return. That is a promise. From us to you, dear listener, we can't wait to get deep into that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get deep into your fantasy gods. <laughs> oh, Nick Foles, how many G spots are you hitting there, buddy? I don't know. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Bill. I've had a, I've had a lot of fun with this episode. Felt very Same. efficient. We we're good. Next week, we're going to get into some real beef, not of the angry beef, but we're going to be previewing Bears week one, which I am absolutely boned up for. Oh, my God. I know. We're going to be in it. It's going to be week one preview week. It's going to be fantastic. We are already in a hot rhythm, obviously. We don't go off on tangents at all. (laughs) So this is exciting. We are right in the thick of it. We cannot wait. Bears season is upon us. NFL is coming it is ignoring the pandemic and god bless it for that at this point that is it's incredible there is no covid-19 in Roger Goodell's world and that's fine that's fine it's fine we're happy for it get well virginia get well virginia wear a mask everybody so the season can continue we love you zerdonks zerdonks love you guys
Give fun.